welcome back to the next episode of Pop Topic. We're here to discuss the first two weeks of September 2022 and to help break down, uh, you know, the few movie news we might have going on right now. We have Tristan. How are you doing today? Doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing well, doing well. Uh, you know, the same old, same old over where I am. I guess D23, is, is that what's called, Tristan? Yeah, D20, the big Disney conference or expo, whatever they call it. Is it called D23 every year? Yeah. What does the 23 stand? I can't remember. I think it's something silly, like the building number of the first Walt Disney Studios oh, or something okay. like that. I think I do think of a building number. Never mind, that's cool. Or like, maybe it was like Walt's apartment number or something like that. Okay, I didn't know if like, you know, I, I kind of forget about it every year, but I don't, I didn't know if maybe they call it D23 because letting us know what's coming up next year 2023 oh no it's oh yeah no it's always d23 gotcha. um i can't quite remember why gotcha i was like was last year d22 i'm not too sure but okay that makes sense uh so you yeah. know that took place so they released pinocchio on disney plus and then thor love and thunder finally on disney plus so i watched both well, of those, those correct me if i'm wrong but those were because of disney plus day which is completely separate and unrelated to d23 right or no uh, it probably is unrelated, but they're both on the same week. Is that it? I think just this, because I think isn't Disney Plus they like the anniversary when Disney Plus originally launched, and every year they always put, you know, a good slew of new content on the platform. And then D23 is for like an annual press conference they have sometime in the fall. Uh, just, you know, kind of Comic-Con, but only. And that just happened to be the same weekend? Or are they always sort of aligned to be the same? I, I don't know. It's I think it's different then. I, I think it's different then, because isn't Disney Plus Day... Isn't the release of Disney Plus in November? I thought. Yeah, I thought it was too, but they called this one Disney Plus Day. And, you know, they got so many Disney days. Who knows? So by November, in two months, we'll we'll try to remember this. We'll we'll keep an eye out if they. Well, yeah, if there's another yeah. Disney Plus Day come November, then we really know what. Yeah, and then if there's not, then we were wrong. That's how yeah. we'll we'll know in two months if we were right or wrong. No point in googling it. We'll just figure it out. No, yeah, this is way faster. Yeah, so I watched both of those movies this week. Uh, other than that, nothing too new on my end. What about you, Trip? Uh, I haven't seen. I don't think seen any of the content they upload. I haven't seen the newest She-Hulk episode yet. Only because I heard that they spoil Sopranos in it, and so now I'm really deciding if I really want to watch it and get Sopranos spoiled for me. I probably don't. That's hilarious. That Tristan's at like a real moral dilemma if he wants to watch She-Hulk episode four because it might have a Soprano spoiler. I love how this is the world we've come to. Yeah. Why do they have to spoil Sopranos? I've been planning on watching that for a while, but I haven't yet. I keep meaning to watch it, but I've never gotten around to it. Kind of saving it for a rainy day, you know? When I really need something good to watch. Uh, I'll crack open Soprano. Uh, but do I want to get that, that spoiled for me before? I don't know. Yeah, I'm planning on watching The Sopranos too. I really do want to check it out. I think for me, I'm probably going to watch March. I feel like that's when the movies are all kind of slowed down. I got time to sit down and watch a TV show for hours on. Yeah, that's fair. Typically in the winter, you know, January, February, probably have more time to watch The Sopranos or something like that. Yeah, that's a good Soprano. It is. I still got to watch Better Call Saul too, though. I got a lot of shows. And, you know, it's hard to sit down and watch a show now, Tristan, because we've just started TIFF and all the other film festivals uh, the last week or so, and we're, we're, we're back into the movie season. Uh, this is it. The next four months is all movies. Oh, now it's the big Oscar stuff. 
you know, the, the, the big artsy farts stuff coming at our our summer box office fun. Now it's time for the, the, the hoity toity film. That's right. And they, uh, there's some coming out of Tiff that I'm really excited for. Probably Glass Onion, one of the shows for the reviews for that one. That and they, uh, Weird. Those are each of the two I'm there's a lot of good movies coming out that I'm excited for. I feel like a lot of them aren't really going to be Oscar pushes like Glass Onion. I'm getting really excited for that one. Uh, and then even stuff like Tar and The Whale, which is getting a lot of praise by critics. Uh, you know, I think they aren't really going to be Oscar. So I don't know if they're going to do well at all. And I think the fact that the movies that people have been pushing for Oscar contenders, or you know, kind of in the ballpark for the Oscars, they've either been pushed back to 2023, or they've actually been pretty disappointing. The film festivals, like Bardo, supposedly, which was supposed to be Netflix's big push this year, it looks like Netflix has nothing now because that movie was panned by the uh, by the critics of the festival. I believe yeah, I've heard online done. that Lost Audience seems to be there. <laughs> Their only shot here for a big Oscar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think Netflix has not got in. Yeah, I think they're going to hope for a few noms for Glass Onion. That might be it. But if everything for the Oscars either being pushed back or underwhelming, 10 movies have to get nominated. Yep. We know that, right? There's a minimum of 10 movies getting nominated for Best Picture. So you got to think some movies that you might not consider normally Oscar bait or Oscar for the film are going to get noms, possibly even some do you think having a what seems like going to be sort of a lackluster Oscar season will give more chances to earlier films like Everything, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Top Gun Maverick, I don't know, maybe even the Batman sneak into those 10 best pictures? I think the Batman might be a little too late to the run now. Like, I think, what, did that come out in February? March? I believe March. I think, like, beginning yeah. of March. Yeah, March sounds right. I think that's a little too early. Uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once did come out really early as well, but that's, you know, is a little different when it comes to critic circles. I think that has a chance. Now, I do think, uh, I didn't think of it until about the last two weeks when I started seeing stuff like Bardo and some of those other movies uh, getting really low reviews, scores by the critic. Uh, once that started happening, I now kind of think Top Gun Maverick, considering it's the number one film of the year, is kind of like Avatar 2009, is just so well-received. And just a really good blockbuster that I think putting it in the nomination group might get more people to check out the Oscars. And it's actually a worthy nomination. It's actually just that good of a. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we do see Top Gun get a uh, get a nom best picture there. Yeah. And you gotta assume it's gonna be a nominee for a lot of the the special effects and sound awards and all those kind of right. Yeah, yeah, and I do think there could be two blockbusters. 10. I think one of them is Top Gun Maverick. I don't think it's the Batman. I just think March is way too early in. I think people have just stopped talking about it for any chance. But I do think the second one would either, would either be Avatar The Way of Water or Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I think one of those two, considering all the big critic choices, are either the Scorsese film that's been pushed to 2023 or Bardo, which was Netflix's big push. Like now we're losing a lot of the big nominations. I think something like Wakanda or Avatar could sneak in. We could have two yeah, I guess the Avatar are possibly going to nominate. If it's as good as the first one or because a hit, that's the first one. And yeah, I guess the same agree. thing with Wakanda Forever. They'll have to be as good or as big of a hit as the first one. 
Yeah, no, I think I can agree with that. I think it has to be as successful, uh, and it has to be as groundbreaking, right? Like, I think Black Panther, just to have a film like that be such a huge blockbuster for African Americans, I think that was groundbreaking. The technology used for Avatar was groundbreaking. Like, these uh, these two movies are going to have to have that same kind of vocal point for it to be nominated, uh, which I think is possible for either. I, I think Black Panther, with Chadwick Bowes passing away and with the trailer doing really well, it, it could spark some interest again. Or Avatar, I don't know. It just looks like the water effects are really, really good. James Cameron has been working on this movie for over a decade. It's it's got to be good, right? Like it's got to be. And really that's what well gets done. me: the fact that James Cameron, one of the most prolific and successful directors, has spent ten years working on this film. There's no way he spent ten years on a movie that's going to be. Made. Yeah, that's that's my perspective. Honestly, like I don't even really love Avatar. But I'm still really excited for this movie. I might check this one out on IMAX. Like, it's got to be good. I would James love to Cameron see this one on IMAX. In fact, if anything, that's probably the way to watch it. It's going to look so good. Who knows if the story will be entertaining or not. I like the original. It's only okay plot. But the visual effects are mm-hmm. so incredible. I think this next one's going to be a, a marvel to look at. I agree. I, I think it's got to be stunning. So I, I want to check this out on IMAX. Speaking of IMAX, I saw my first IMAX film ever. Uh, I saw Top Gun Maverick for $3 at the IMAX. Really? That was your first time seeing IMAX, eh? Yeah, I've never done it, because it's always like, how much is it? $20, $25? Uh, like $20, I think, definitely. Yeah, so I just uh, never did it so much. Yeah, this year was my first year ever seeing movies in IMAX. I've actually seen three movies in IMAX. Earlier in March, uh, we went to go watch The Batman. Then I also saw over the summer here, the past month they released both jaws and et got re-released in imax so me and the fan went to go watch both those times as well but there's just last weekend was when jaws imax i guess 30th day i've never seen that movie on the big screen before boy was that yeah that'd be odd yeah Uh, so the batman was your first film in imax the batman was my first i now i did see a uh, dune last year but technically it wasn't imax it was like in the ultra avx Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, I myself can't really tell you the difference. Uh, they're pretty much equally just as good. So that one kind of counts as well. Dune, sort of like my first time at, like, technically back. Yeah, I watched Top Gun Maverick, and man, let me tell you, it was so good at IMAX. I really liked it. Uh, it was the $3 uh, cinema day, so I had, like, I had a literal baby beside me, Tristan, in the IMAX screening. Yeah, um, I heard a lot of people had some real rough screenings during the yeah. cinema day dollars. Uh, I went to go watch Beats in theater. Uh, oh, nice. Theater. Not an IMAX. Just in, but yeah, it was a pretty busy theater. Pretty, pretty, pretty packed for Beast Sports Week release. Yeah. Uh, and it, overall, the screening was fine. There was a lot more talking than normal, I find. Particularly, there's like two nine-year-olds in a row behind me, and they talked. They, they, I think they got bored halfway through because they're quiet for the first two thirds of the movie. Mm-hmm. That last third of the film, they didn't stop talking. Have you seen Beast yet? I have not. I have. Yeah, I saw that one the day after I saw Jaws. So two days in a row, I saw big monster movies. <laughs> uh, Jaws is significant, <laughs> but that's a tough comparison, anyways. Yeah, it's uh, tough. Beast itself wasn't bad. Honestly, I enjoyed. Uh, Idris Elba led action film. I think Idris Elba's a good lead. I enjoyed him in the role. I thought overall it was a fun. A fun sort of horror monster movie. Probably the best one in a while. You don't get a lot of those good horror movies. I'm a sucker for monster flicks. I feel like they're kind of my favorite type of blockbuster. 
Like, uh, you know, Godzilla, Kong, like, just anything like that is just fun for me. So I'm sure Beast would be a good time. I'm excited for it. Uh, some good jump scares, for sure. If you like jump scares, this one had a, had a, had a good okay. one. Well, ones that really got me. not a huge jump scare. I enjoy them. But I also, so I saw Top Gun Maverick on IMAX. Uh, the baby was literally crying, but I couldn't hear them because the jets were so loud that it didn't even bother me. I, I, it was just so loud, I didn't even notice the kid crying. So even though everybody was there, uh, were like under the age of 10, uh, it didn't really matter. I thought uh, the speakers were so loud. The second film I saw was 3,000 Years of Longing. It was the second weekend that it was out just for $3. And it still was only half full. Like, nobody went to see it. Yeah, no, that never even went to our theater here. I would have gone to see that. Another novel that... Yeah. Um, uh, I would have loved to see that one. If it never came to our theater here. Yeah. Yeah, it's too bad. It was pretty good. Uh, I, I didn't love it. Um, like, it's fine. I kind of wish it was more controversial, so it'd be, like, more exciting. But it was kind of just, okay watched it it was good like i think the idea of it was pretty interesting i yeah i i had a good time with it i would recommend it because it was pretty short as well the title like three thousand years of long I assumed it was gonna be a long yeah yeah you assume the movie might be a little longer than the title to believe because yeah it's uh i think it was only like an hour and 40 it was pretty quick so okay. i can't but it is funny that like that theater had minions 2 sold out dc super pets sold out like every kid movie was sold out and 3,000 years along, it was just there. Like, I think there was like 30 of us there. It was pretty inconsiderate. It was only three bucks. Yeah. And it was the second week. So, yeah, I don't, th- I don't think that movie is making its money back. I believe it was a $60 million budget. Oh, my God. So, speaking of all the movies for the summer blockbuster, uh, we don't... For those that weren't there at the very beginning of the summer... Me and Tristan made our predictions for this summer box office on what we thought were going to be the 10 most successful films for the summer. Tristan, how do you think you did? Not very good. Uh, I think I made a lot of wild predictions that didn't really play out. You know, I thought Marvel movies were going to reign supreme again this summer. Um, they didn't. Uh, both the Marvel releases honestly kind of fell flat. But I thought it'd be Doctor Strange number one, Thor number two. Thor is not even top three at this point. I think Thor is coming to fourth or something like that. And then I also predicted that the, uh, the Minions franchise has always been a box office joke. I thought they would finally stumble. I thought they would slow down. and, and they, uh, But they didn't. Minions 2 and The Rise of Crew went full steam ahead thanks to a uh, teenagers on TikTok loving to get dressed up in suits, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like this box too. office bracket, I feel like, here. Uh, I thought that wouldn't have been a, such a big cultural hit as it was. And so I think those are going to be the two reasons why I lose. I, I think Minions did way better than I predicted it to on my list, and the Marvel movies did a lot worse than I predicted them to on my list. Uh, it's really going to lose this one for me here. Uh, I actually think we're pretty neck to neck. I haven't actually looked at the score yet. I wanted to wait till the podcast, but from a first, just from an opening glance when I opened it up, uh, I, I think we're pretty close i i think one of us might win by one point i think it's or or you might tie which would be kind of a boring but that would yeah <laughs> but i think it's pretty close for my first glance here i do think i put all my money in on minions rise of brew uh, and you put all your money in on top gun maverick when we first did it. i thought you putting top gun maverick at five 
was an absolutely wild take. Yeah, I, I didn't even put it that high up. I just put it at five. And the yeah. reason why was because the day we went to go do it was the day that they had the premiere for Top Gun Maverick. And I caught word that it's good. I heard it when people coming out of that film were going, this movie is, is legit, legitimately amazing. Yeah. I'm like, man, with some good, good buzz, Tom Cruise being a big name still. I'm like, yeah, it might be well, right? It'll probably come number five this summer. Uh, boy, where was that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I remember when you put it at five, I thought, what is this guy doing? This is a terrible call. And it was actually, you weren't uh, as crazy as you should have been with it, Tristan. Yeah, you should have put it at number one, because who would have thought the number one film for the summer box office, uh, and, you know, inevitably is probably going to be the number one film of the year. Oh, for sure. Unless Avatar 2 who hits it as big as the first one does, uh, this is going to be yeah, it's, well, it's either Black Panther or Avatar, right? Like, they both... I think it's just Avatar. I don't think... Actually, you're right. You're right. Take it back. Because Top Gun Maverick officially just beat Black Panther domestically uh, yeah. last week. Yeah, and I think Black Panther 2 has a shot of being really good and very successful. I don't think it's going to surpass the original, at least in Boston. Yeah. So. I agree. There's no way it's going to beat the That's a good point. And even if Avatar 2 does really well, it's going to be tough. To hit the numbers Top Gun Maverick has, it, it is pretty hard to do. So, you had it at number five, I had it at number eight, but we both get 1.4. So, for those that don't remember, if you hit it right on the money, if you get the exact same number that it ended up getting on the box office list, you would get three points. If you were off by one, you would get two. And then, if you just put it in your top 10, you get the one. So, the second film on the list. And the third, we could do these back-to-back here because they're both pretty close for us. Uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness was number two. Tris and I both put it at number one, so we both got two points for that. And then Jurassic World Dominion got number three overall, and we put it at number three, so, <laughs> so we got that one on the dot, you know. Uh, I think the top three, we were pretty close. You know, we got Multiverse and Dominion. Uh, we just really thought Thor had more of a chance than it ended up having. And I think, we, well, no, because Thor came fourth, right? Uh, no. Oh, what, what came fourth? Minions? Minions. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, Minions got fourth. Um, it, it beat Thor Love and Thunder by almost 20 million, by like quite a decent gap. Yeah, that's a good amount. And where did you have that one? Where did I have that one? Uh, for Minions Rise of Gru, you had it at 7, and this is why uh, I think I might have a chance here. I put it right at 4. I got it right on the money. Oh, so you're up by 2 points? Yeah. yeah. So I, I, The bottom section looks like you're kind of close with some of the stuff, so that's why it might get pretty close. But <laughs> Minions is my moneymaker here. <laughs> yeah. I had no Min- chance anywhere else. Yeah, Min- Minions got you some big points. Yeah, <laughs> I knew it. I, I, I could tell people weren't over fucking illumination yet i was rooting against them but unfortunately i was i was right on that front thor love and thunder got number five so since we both had it at two we just got one point yeah we put a little too much faith in thor i just watched thor what what was your thoughts on it again you liked it right i i enjoyed it yeah i really liked christian bale as thor i thought he's one of the coolest films we've had in a while i agree i liked him uh he was just barely in it so and i felt like I agree. I think if he was in it more, it would have been a better movie. I think all of his stuff was really great. Uh, I, I enjoyed the rest of the other stuff, but I thought it was only okay. Yeah. So for Gore, the, first, like the opening scene 
was like really good and i thought oh wow like how they built his relationship against god how he relied on them and and so because of that he started having this disdain towards them because they weren't there which i guess was kind of the plot of incredibles too i guess it's a trend theme for superheroes but it's a theme that works i think gore works really well as a villain in the first scene um but he's such like a creepy and terrifying villain like he's really really good but i, I don't know if he works in a tight film like the, the rest of the movie is like really dumb cringy jokes and gore is like so dead serious the whole time he kind of sticks out like i feel like he would have worked really well in i don't know like like if he was the villain in Iron Man, right? Like, like that movie kind of takes itself seriously. It's kind of dramatic. Like it felt like a more dramatic film. He could have been like greatest MC villain of all time. Like I think he was close. He was just really good. Uh, but the fact he was barely in it and he kind of just doesn't really fit the style of the TV film. You know, uh, he, yeah, he's so close fair. to being the best. I think one thing is that a, uh, if we should have got at least a couple more scenes of him killing other gods. Like, they I kind agree. of introduce him at the beginning, and then they kind of they say, oh, he's killing all these gods, but they never show us, you know what I mean? Like, if I think we should have got some more scenes of him hunting down and killing other gods. Would have been awesome. That was actually my review on Letterboxd. I was commenting on how Gore's name is literally Gore the God Butcher, and we barely saw him kill any god. Like, if that's his name, like, it's gotta be some kill. And he's so terrifying. Like, he could have been even more creepy and horrifying if he was actually killing some gods i think he should have found a way to get to that olympus area and just start like killing a bunch that would be awesome that would have been awesome yeah yeah i, th- I think that would have been a, a good call. that would have been really uh, you know uh, I, yeah i can't complain too much on gore i think gore was the best part of the- I yeah i know and i enjoyed Thor. i still think Thor is probably my favorite phase four of the mcu not that saying much but i did enjoy it the most um good question i think it's my fourth thing i like fourth? it oh my god well i like it uh, there's some others right i don't think it's bottom of the barrel though everyone was saying it's like the worst one i definitely think there's some charm to it it's not on the yeah same i never level got as... so much of the hate for it. most of i thought gore was super cool yeah I, gore really carries that. i do think the movie's kind of cringy everyone keeps making fun of how the writing's bad and the jokes are brutal but or the cgi is horrible that's what that's i the issue. okay i thought the yeah. jokes were just as bad as the jokes in any other phase four marvel yeah in my opinion they're yeah. equally as crap but the, the cgi particularly at the beginning like the first opening scenes with thor saving that one random planet those scenes look awful those yeah. were brutal yeah it's tough a lot of the movies really really bad visual yeah, and I think that's the weakest part of the film. I didn't really mind the plot. Like I said, the jokes were bad, but they're just as bad as... I agree. The jokes are really bad, but they're just as bad as any other Phase 4 films so far. I yeah, don't think... they're no worse than the jokes in, you know, Black Widow or Multiverse Man, Right? They're no. all equal. I, I, yeah, I, I don't necessarily get that criticism. I think maybe... That criticism is popping up because everybody loved Thor Ragnarok and the jokes were. Great I think that's why, that. yeah, Thor Ragnarok yeah. was legitimately hilarious. Um, and some people went to expect this one, probably expected it to be as funny. And, and it was. It just not. Yeah. Thor Ragnarok is significant. Uh, so, yeah, I think it maybe just had a. But this is easily the second best. Not that that's saying why. Uh, I have it as my second favorite, but like I think I have it right before the original Thor. Like I have him pretty next to me. No, like the original Thor was so dull. 
Well, I do have it above it, but, you know, I think both of them have their positives. Both of them have their At least this one's got good music. Christian Bale can slain. That's true. That's true. You know, uh, that's a good point. I I didn't necessarily love the music, but no music in the original Thor. I guess it beats out. So coming in at fifth for the box office, I believe, unless I'm skipping one here, Elvis? Was Elvis number six? Maybe. Don't you have it in front of you? Are you showing off memory? I assume you looked this up. Uh, well, I have it in front of me. I, you know, I, I have the overall <laughs> box office. So I, I, you know, I'm trying to skip the ones that weren't the summer. Like, uh, is Fantastic Beasts in the summer? I don't think so. I don't have that. No. Okay. Wait, okay. Fantastic Beasts made more than Elvis? No, no, no. But uh, oh, but it made more than like number eight, nine, and ten. So it was on the like I didn't know if that's technically part of the list. No. Okay. Uh, but no, Elvis definitely made more than Fantastic Beasts. Uh, Elvis coming in at number six, kind of crazy, honestly. Uh, is adult yeah. movies back? Tristan, Elvis, and Top Gun Maverick are in the top six. That's kind of I don't know. That's kind of impressive. I hope adult. And you know, what? honestly, I think they are. When I went to see Elvis, this is one of the most packed theaters I've seen in a long. time. And the fact that Top Gun Maverick, I watched it in IMAX for three bucks, but it was still packed. Like, there was not an open seat in that theater. And it was its, what, 12th week? My... Well, it reclaimed the number one spot in the box office. That's a shit, honestly. The, yeah, the... it came back. It, and I think it holds the record now for the biggest gap from leaving the top one position. Awesome. Hey, uh, I'll take that. And I think it the deserves... movie that had it before it was the original Top Gun. Yeah, the original, I, I, the original Top Gun. People love Top Gun. What can I say? Um, do you think they should make a third Top Gun? Uh, no, but they're going to. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, I, I don't think I'm going to watch it if they do. I think I, I really just want that to be the end. I think everything about Top Gun Maverick is so perfect. Uh, keep it the way it is. Uh, I might refuse to watch it unless I hear it really good. Um, I might just act a little bit because I, I like how it ends. But you're right. It was the number one film of the year. And the first one was the number one film of that year. Uh, that enough should be reason for the studio to just, well, especially because it's Paramount, which doesn't make that many good. Which doesn't have that many franchises. Yeah. At this point, Paramount just has Tom Cruise. They got <laughs> Top Gun movies and Mission Impossible movies. Yeah, yeah, they don't come. Uh, so Elvis was at number six. Tristan had it at nine, and I had it at ten. So we each owned, only ended up getting one. I thought you had it higher, Tristan. I guess you're. I thought I had an eight. Which still wouldn't have gotten me the extra point, but I right. thought I had an eight. You know, uh, Elvis did better than we all could have predicted. Honestly, I stand by my ranking at ten. I I had no faith in it. Uh, it just did really well. I'll give it credit where credit's due. Yeah, I'm surprised at how well it because uh, it was good, but it it wasn't like like top of the Maverick level where like it blew everyone. Or it was as good as I thought it was. I really enjoyed it, and it was surprising. Found that one and loved it. So, I think it might have been also, because this is part of the reason why I was curious, but everyone's heard of Elvis, King of Rock and Roll, everyone knows Elvis, but I never really didn't know anything about Elvis before. And I've always kind of curious you know, what he was like and, you know, how he, came, his, how he became the King of Rock, right? How did he get that? So many people who think. But I think there might just been some natural curiosity from younger generations about the King of Rock and Roll. I think so, and it has a good reputation. You got a point there about Elvis, because you know, I, I, my way of telling the general audience's perspective of the film is, what do my coworkers 
say about it because like no one else at work except for uh my, my one friend and obviously uh andrea uh did no one else at work really watches movies so whatever their perspective is on what's coming out like that's got to be like what the casual perspective is and everybody in my office was either talking about how they've already seen elvis or they really want to check it out that's gonna mean something because they, they never go watch no, and I did the same thing with, like, my friend group and my coworker. I remember beginning of the summer, yeah, one of my friends who never goes to watch never. He messaged our friend group goes, I just saw that new Top Gun movie. Pretty good, eh? And then everyone else goes, oh, I'm going to go see that this week. I'm going to go see that later. Everyone already had plans to watch Top Gun Matter. And that's when I knew that like, this movie's taken off, right? When, when people who don't even go watch movies ever. It was his first time going back to the theaters since COVID. Uh, I think the last movie he watched was Episode Nine of Star Wars. That was the last time he went to go watch <laughs> and they, uh, he went to go back to watch Top of the Maverick, and all my friends, most of them, like, actually, and kind of the same thing with Elvis. A lot of my friends talk about Elvis and enjoying Elvis, mostly because they, they're big fans of music, and, you know, who does, like, Tom Hanks as well, right? So I think a lot of people, it was, it was an easy sell, right? Everyone knows Elvis, but not very many people know his story. Uh, a lot of people know Tom Hanks and love Tom Hanks, and a big musical right in the middle of the summer. I think a lot, a lot, a lot of small things added up to being a big hit for, for the yeah, I think Elvis might just have that charm. And I think Austin Butler's performance uh, as well. You know, in the trailers, he really came off like Elvis. They could just kind of crush the role. Not that I really know what Elvis was like. I never met the guy, but his performance felt exactly like Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I don't know much about Elvis, but I do think uh, Austin Butler did a fantastic performance. Uh, and Top Gun Maverick, in the same example that you just said, uh, that's even its own different piece. I've never seen my office space have like every single person in my office saw Top Gun at some. Oh yeah, everyone <laughs> saw. Top it's Gun crazy. Gun. Everyone was talking about it. everyone at work. My friends. It was, you know. Yeah, it, yeah. That was, was a lightning in a phenomenon. Ball. Yeah. My boss actually, he watched Top Gun Maverick four times the first two. Like it was just something about this movie. I think everybody resonated. So yeah, that that was that was a different beast on its own for sure. So uh, right after Elvis, we have Nope at number seven. And where did we put that one? Uh, I was at number eight for a while. I did tell Tristan if Nope doesn't end up beating what was the light here, I think he was going to win the draft. If not, I think I was going to win the draft. The reason being is I had it at six and Tristan had it at eight. So if it stayed at eight, Tristan would have got three points and I would have gotten one. But since it went to seven, we both got two. Yeah. We both got it. Uh, yeah, that, that was, and it just barely beat it out. Uh, so, so that worked out well for me there. I, uh, I, I barely squeaked in with that two points. Yeah, because right now you're still up by two, but we would have been tied. Yeah, yeah, it would have tied it up, but now, now I, I'm still at the two, two advantage what's here. Uh, right after, after no. This? Sorry, what was that? I'm gonna say what's after this one. It's light year, right? Yeah, right after this is light year. Uh, we both had it a little too high. I had it at five. You had it at. Four and only ended up getting eight. That one, honestly, I think that might be the biggest shock of the whole performance was how poorly Lightyear did. I thought Lightyear was going to make things. I thought this was going to be a fast. And I can't tell if it was people still seem to be confused on the idea that it was, you know, the, the character Buzz Lightyear, not the toy Buzz Lightyear. I saw a lot of people feel mad that Tim Allen wasn't involved in it. I saw less people, but still some people real mad about the, the lesbian kiss in it. Um, I don't know if it's, you know, any one of those things, all three of those things, the general buzz around it, the fact that Toy Story 4 was kind of lackluster, 
a lot of people. I don't really know why uh, this movie didn't do too well. I thought for sure it would. Yeah, I'm not shocked it didn't get, like, top three or anything. I was pretty confident in the 2MCU and the uh, Jurassic World movie. So I, I, was, I, I didn't think it was going to go, like, gangbusters or go too nuts here. But I am still stunned it got number eight, which does seem really low for a Pixar film. Maybe it's just because this movie really didn't didn't ever get good word of mouth, right? Like I don't think anybody walked out and said, "Man, you guys got to check this out." Like this is Pixar's fine, right? Yeah, but, I didn't get an incredible word yeah. of mouth, but neither did Minion. <laughs> That's true too. Actually, that's a really good point. Uh, to be fair, I can't explain. Illumination. And that was my thing. Like on my list, where I had this four, and I believe I had Minion six. Yeah. Um. A seven. Like seven. Yeah. I had a seven. Like, I'm really shocked this one didn't beat Minions. But Minions easily like that's like I knew I I had DC Super Pets above Minions. Uh, that was I thought that was my big a uh, you know crazy pick putting DC above Minion. But Minions even beat Lightyear. I thought Lightyear above Minions wasn't even you know, a risky pick. I thought it was a guarantee. Yeah, I thought I thought Lightyear was the odds-on favorite. I actually predicted Minions would be above Lightyear. I thought that was my crazy call, and it ended up working. But Lightyear on all accounts should have been higher than it's insane how i don't know how illumination does it i really don't they make the most mediocre movies but for some reason they just make so much like they you just can't deny the power of scummy people over at Illumination. it doesn't make sense to me but um they did it so after late year uh fantastic beasts the bad guys those two don't count right no okay so that's the case at number nine. We have Bullet Train, which I didn't even have. Actually, spoiler: uh, the, the ninth and tenth movie I don't even have. So this, so this is where you can make up the missing two points here, Tristan. Uh, oh, I don't, yeah, I don't really. Have, you didn't have Bullet Train on your list. I did not. No, for some reason, this was before I realized we had stakes here, Tristan. I just thought it'd be really fun to uh, predict bodies, 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 just because I was really excited for it. Look, um, I was really excited for Bodies, Wise Wise too, but that one also didn't come to my theater. Like, Bodies, Wise yeah. Wise didn't go to, like, super wide release at all, but I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately for me, Bodies, Wise Wise was in my theater for, you know, a couple weeks, I think two or three weeks, and Andrew and I want, eh, sorry, uh, Andrew wanted to check it out, so I was kind of waiting for her to kind of be in the mood to go to it, and we were finally ready to go. She's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm free this Friday. Let's go watch Bodies, Wise Wise. I'm really excited to check it out. And it, it, it stopped playing. So we just missed by a couple. Minutes. So we unfortunately oh, didn't God. get a check. The out. worst, eh? I know. Uh, we, we were both excited for it. We were kind of just waiting for like a weekend that Andrew wasn't super busy with like work and stuff. So we ended up not catching it. Uh, I should have never predicted it because it's A24. <laughs> like, it, it's not a big studio film. I just was so excited at the time. I just picked it for some reason. Um, not the best call, but you did call it. You put it at number 10. So you get two points. So I tie it up. They tied it up. Uh, and then the last film, neither of us have. So I guess we no. ended on a tie, unfortunately. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, the last one was The Black Phone. Oh, The Black Phone. Why did I think it was Where the Crawdads Sing? Uh, Where the Crawdads Sing was after. They got 11. Yeah, my bad. Black Phone, eh? Black Phone was so good. I really enjoyed The Black Phone. I haven't actually seen it yet. I really, really enjoyed it. Probably one of my favorite horror movies. I, yeah. I enjoyed it. I actually got lucky that you only got two points for Bullet Train. Uh, Bullet Train only beat Black Phone 
by half a million. I saw both in theaters. So if Bullet Train just made a little less money, uh, you, you would have won, but unfortunately we're ending here with a tie. Nobody wins, Tristan. I, I, you know, we both. We both. Or we both lose. Fine, honey, look. Yeah. You're that means we both get 15 picks for the final podcast at the end of the year. No one steals the other yeah, 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 yeah. No one steals a pick. Um, I feel like you had the best uh, idea of it. I just got lucky with some of my placements, I think. I, you know, I got minions. I got, I, I got a few of those. I um, think I just made, yeah. for me, the big mistake was I put minions way too low and I put a, a light year way too high. So I think those were the, the, the big obvious mistakes. And then I also had, we both did this, though, had too much faith in the Marvel. I think this summer was a big a, uh, signifier that although Marvel movies are so super successful, they will, you know, continue to be super successful. They aren't quite the box office juggernaut that always take the one or two spots, that always, you know, there, there's, you can't compete with a Marvel movie. Now you can. It feels very much you can compete with a Marvel movie. Sure, there's still big hits. They're a very successful franchise. But at this point, they're not like the franchise. They're just like a. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I would say maybe wait one more summer before we can make that claim. I think just because they had one bad summer, uh, I, I don't know. I think they were against Top Gun Maverick. It's tough competition. This is the first summer they've lost. I believe they've had the number one spot every summer, if I'm not correct. Yeah, no, years. don't get me wrong. But I think even last year, though, that the Marvel movies didn't do as good as they typically do box up. Right. That's, fair. that's fair. And I think the other big one is Critically speaking, they're doing significantly worse as well. When we saw that happen first, and then we saw the box, right? We see first critics start, you know, fall off on, uh, and the box office slows down as well. So unless they can get the critics score back up and the audience excited again to go watch, I think it's just the fatigue of it. Too much. Yeah, I agree. Too yeah. much. Of it. And, and the fact that now they have all the TV shows, right? Now every week we're essentially getting a new Marvel-like thing, right? A new episode of. Of this show or that show, right? Every week, more Marvel content being produced. So that it doesn't feel as special when you get, you know, that one or two or three Marvel movies. Now it's just, you know, ah, the next Marvel movie. Yeah, it was so much Marvel content. I agree that the, the fatigue would be setting in on people. And Disney Plus is kind of hurting the box office here, right? Like it didn't have Disney Plus to compete with. But I have never once been tempted to see an MCU film in theaters anymore because I know. In a month and a half, in like five weeks, maybe six, it will be on Disney Plus for free. Like, it's not that long of a wait. I don't have to yeah, wait that long. Yeah, that and one of the big reasons why you would still want to go see a Marvel movie in theater is for the, you know, the visuals, spectacle of it. But with the CGI getting worse and worse as we're getting further and further into the MCU here, uh, even that is less and less of a draw to go watch. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Thor Love and Thunder looked like a TV movie. Ask, it, like, yeah, yeah, it, like the, the quality <laughs> of the CGI, particularly in those open, is on par with the CGI you see in Shield. Yeah, yeah, I did Which think that fine. it's not it, like it's yeah. bad, yeah. but you can't compare it with Black Panther, right? And if you're gonna go you to the theaters, I mean? you can't right? compare it with Infinity War, like you just can't, yeah. And if the you know, people don't go to the theaters that often, right? Like, normal people go to the theaters at most four times, right? And if they're gonna yeah, go all the way over there. Yeah, they're yeah. going to go all the way over there, and they have the money to watch one movie. Are they going to go and watch Thor Love and Thunder? Are they going to check out Top Gun Maverick? Like, what's a theater yeah, movie? which is using a real jet plane. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah, it is hard to compete, to be fair. So, 
Uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, uh, it, it looks like the CGI, the trailer looks like a step up from the more recent film, so we'll see how that does. I have more faith in that one at this point, or Avatar. What about Black Adam? Uh, yeah, or, or Black Adam. Have you not uh, seen honestly. those posters, Quentin? How can, yeah. how can that movie not make the world? That's a good point. Uh, honestly, every week that goes by, like, if you asked me at the beginning of 2022, what's superhero film am I the most excited for? I probably would have said Black Adam. Like, fuck yeah, I love The Rock, but god damn it, the trailers look so bad. I, I'm, I'm really not that. And the posters look even worse. Yeah, the, the, the marketing. look so bad. The yeah, the, yeah, the market, marketing's tough. Yeah. So that's the summer box office. We ended up with a tie there. Um, I'm not too surprised. I, I kind of saw the, the bottom of the list, and I thought, okay, yeah, it's getting pretty close for us. But the uh, the D23 announcements. Is there anything to ever? Is there anything to even talk about for this, Tristan? Uh, Inside Out Two is coming out. Anything else? I feel like that's it. I'm pretty excited for Inside Out Two. Uh, I'm actually very excited for Inside Out Two. Uh, I'm also they've they've announced quite a few. They they released a trailer for Disenchanted. I'm pretty excited for that one. What else did they announce? A lot of Marvel stuff. I don't think they announced any new Marvel things. Just gave more updates on a lot of our current Marvel stuff. Um, yeah, I feel like they didn't announce much. I feel like it, they mostly just showed like the names of movies, uh, or like trailer or two. Like I feel like yeah, a lot of trailers, a lot of new new logos. Yeah. Um, you know, cast some cast announcements. I know a lot of people are mad that they didn't announce the cast forecast. They announced Mufasa the Lion King. Exciting. Which, after Top of the Maverick, we're going to get so many movies with this naming scheme. Yeah, probably. Um, I don't know. That movie sounds terrible. But, you know, uh, the first one did gangbusters in the box office. So I'm sure this one will do well. And this one here is, if for those who don't know, it's a prequel to the 2019 animated Lion King. Not the original animated. So the one with the gross graph, not the, not the yeah, yeah. So you know, why uh, would they do it in that animation style? I don't know. I don't. And they did the exact same movie. Everything's the exact same. Voice cast, scripts, the exact same. But in the older line, original line animation style, I would immediately be more good. Yeah, and then they dropped their first teaser trailer for the new Little Mermaid. I saw that's. I think that's the only trailer I actually saw. I didn't. I didn't. I, I saw at least some pictures from it, but I didn't actually bother the trailer. I'm as uninterested in that movie as I am in any and all of live action. Yeah, I, I um, can tell you. I, I was not excited at all, but I'm even less excited. The, the trailer just completely out. Yeah, I, I, really, I really couldn't care less about any of these live action at all. Yeah, it looks even a, uh, They showed a, a poster for Peter Pan and Wendy. The poster was pretty slick, actually. That one is... Uh, I'm more excited for that one than I am Little Mermaid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The... Uh, Trailer looked tough. Mind you, Little Mermaid looks better than this freaking Pinocchio movie. Have you seen that one yet? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, I watched that. How was it? Um, it's, it's not great. It is, it's really not great. It's, I don't know. Yeah, I, it's just significantly worse than the animated So it's just, there's no point in watching. That's kind of what I gathered. That one with Guillermo del Toro is coming up later this year also. Yeah. And, and uh, Del Toro's version is like $30 million. And this one, it's a Disney Plus TV, oh, sorry, movie. A Disney Plus movie, exclusive. And it was $150 million, I think I read. Oh my. Was it originally planned to be a Disney Plus exclusive or when they started making it? Were they expecting it? Yeah. I think it was $150 million. They had to plan for 
theater, right? And then they just saw it and goes, yeah, no office. But my opinion, honestly, if they marketed it right and put it in theaters, they still could have had a decent run at theater. It's right. got Tom Hanks in it. It's Pinocchio. These Disney live-action movies, for some reason, always do gangbusters, even though they shouldn't. And it's directed, it, it's directed by Robert Zemeckis, right? Like, it's a well-known director. Yeah. Like, I feel like if they put this in theater, they probably would have made a lot of money on it. Probably. Yeah. I, I, but I never once heard it was going to theater, so I don't know. Maybe no, that's the thing. I that. never heard any plans for that. Yeah. yeah. So this might, what, might, what, might have been one of those uh, movies they did plan for Disney+. Plus. They pumped a lot of money into it and expected to be one of the big hitters in the service. And then it ended up sucking. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it was pretty rough. Pinocchio looks terrible. That's always, that, that was my whole issue. The entire movie. I just thought he looked so horrible. His animation yeah, no, the, the CGI, from what I can tell, looks, looks awful. It does not look like it's worth 130 Yeah, it, it was tough. Um, it, It's fine, though. You know, it's just another friggin' after I watched it. Like, it wasn't like, oh my god, I hate this. I gave it a 2 out of 5. It's very middle-of-the-road, forgettable. Yeah, you know, I wasn't offended. Yeah. They, they didn't really butcher the story. It's fine. Uh, Monstro, though, like, 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 you know, the big whale? Yeah. They, cre- uh, they changed it. It's a giant sea monster. Why would you spoil it? Uh, you know, it's like in the shape of a whale. It's, it's so weird. Uh, but yeah, I guess they literally took the name Monstro. I guess they thought, like, kids these days wouldn't be so excited by a big whale. Yeah, I think you they know, kind I of wanted to hype it up. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think they were like, ah. Kids needs monsters these days. We gotta pump this up. Yeah. Also, they got drunk off root beer in this one, not beer, which uh, was a great decision. I thought that was a, a funny change. How do you get drunk off root beer? You I don't make a lot of root beer. It doesn't make sense, but it's still. I just think it's hilarious that they're like, "Oh, we got some beer, root beer." Like, I guess they. I just like that it was. Yeah, root okay. beer, and this is like completely a sign. I mentioned earlier how we wouldn't watch PT. And that you've seen it, When was the last time you watched it? Very recently. Uh, I watched it with Andrew. It was her first time watching it ever last year. Oh, really? Okay. What, what did you guys think of? Loved it. Uh, Andrew actually cried. Uh, it's one of her favorite family movies now. Ooh, it's incredible. It, it, it's it, might so be, it might be. It might be the greatest family film. I agree. It, if not, it's one of. If not, it's so freaking good. So good. But in this movie, as you mentioned, one of the greatest family films of all time. Like they call each other penis breath. The, 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 the older kid runs into the young kid group and goes, what's going on with all this shit? You know what I mean? They, they do things like that that like, they could never get away with in kids' movies. And I don't know why. Like, you have to change them from freaking beer to root beer in the Pinocchio movie because it's too inappropriate. But then the greatest kids' movie of all time has significantly more inappropriate things going on. I feel like kids' movies these days are too watered down. And I'm not saying, like, it's cancel culture. People are too sensitive these days. It's not even that. It's that people are just, like, too afraid uh, to put anything in a kid's movie that isn't appropriate for a four-year-old. Family films shouldn't be made for four-year-olds. They should be made for family, including the adults, the bigger kids, the younger kids, the whole family. And I, I think everything now for it to be a family movie has to be appropriate for a three-year-old to watch. For it to be and that's a bad mindset for family. That's a really good point. Uh, I like how you pointed out that a family movie should be geared towards the family. Uh, but, but nowadays... A family movie is basically geared toward the kid, right? Like, yeah, like, that's like the difference. in my mind, Minions, and the, I think kids' movies are fine. You can have kids' movies. There's no, no issue with kids' movies. In my mind, Minions, for example, that's not a family film. Those are kids' movies. That's fine. That's okay. But something like Pinocchio, particularly if you're making a live-action Pinocchio with Tom Hanks' birthday, right? That's clearly a family film. That's one meant for the whole family. 
That's not a kid's movie. That's different now. You can go a little more, not risque, but a little more risky with it than you can with, say, something like Minions. I get having that be super watered down, super It's for kids. Uh, whereas something like Pinocchio, they can be drinking beer in the movie. That's fine. Yeah. And I've always, I keep making the mistake. I feel like we would always discuss this when I was down there. I always called like Jurassic World Dominion or Doctor Strange or any MCU movie, really, I guess. Uh, any modern blockbuster. I just call them kids' movies. You guys were like, well, it's geared towards adults, too. And I was always like, oh, well, yeah, I guess. I just mean like it's geared towards kids as well. But like, I guess that's just the mindset studios have is to gear towards the kids. And the families can watch it with them. Uh, and so it seems like they're kids' movies, but like they're supposed to be family movies. They like try and make them feel more like a family movie. Like Pinocchio, it's based off of the 1940 film. At least try yeah. to like have some of the similarities. Like I, I do think the root beer was funny. I kind of liked it. But uh, as a one off joke, it's fine. But it d- does tend to be every movie has to kind of have these kitty gloves on to make sure that the, the children can watch it as well. Yeah, and honestly, of course, I don't blame the four-year-old. The four-year-old can't pick up that, oh, this is inappropriate for me. I blame the helicopter parents who freak out when their child hears someone say the word suck in a yeah. movie. You know what I mean? I like, I think the, the, that's the real issue. So obviously, the problem aren't the three- and four-year-olds. The problem yeah. are the, the, the a-hole parents and whatever. Yeah, well, like, you need a better example of just how the parents are responding to stuff kids consume. Uh, to Kill a Mockingbird. What, didn't they announce last year it's removed from the curriculum for schools? Uh, in all, some, yeah, a lot of the southern school districts are banning uh, a lot of books that shouldn't be banned in school. Um, Largely because they deem them inappropriate for kids. Um, and by kids, we're talking about high school kids, like 16-year-olds. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're not talking four-year-olds again. No. 16-year-olds. Uh, it's inappropriate for them because it makes them feel uncomfortable. But yeah, To Kill a Mockingbird will make you feel uncomfortable at part. That's the point. Yeah, so I always thought that was interesting. Now, we read those books when we were kids, and there was nothing well, I actually, I never that. watched Kill Mock. I mean, read Kill Mock. Oh, you it did? It wasn't on my, uh, in my curriculum, no. I read it. Interesting. Yeah, I, I know someone, like, if, like, if I was in a different English class, I would have read it, but my English class was amazing. We read different books that us, so we never actually read that one. That's fair. Yeah, I, I think different classes read. Yeah, it depends on your teacher. But yeah, I think yeah, we read I Frankenstein instead, and Frankenstein, incredible. That was very I do like the Frankenstein stories. Uh, but I like the I like To Kill a Mockingbird a lot. I, I think it's a pretty good book. Especially I, I, honestly, I kept. I want to read it. At some point. Yeah. I want to go back. And... Did, did you ever watch the movie? No, I'm, honestly, I want to read it first. The reason why we watched GT was because it was nominated for Best Picture for that year. Oh yeah. And that's the thing, you'll never, never see happen. family movies yeah. nominated for Best Picture. <laughs> that's what I was saying. Like, I was shocked when I watched it then uh, for the podcast, and I'm still shocked now. Like, it seems like such a wild Best Picture nomination. Um, and hey, we were talking about how this year has a weak group of uh, competition. Uh, do we think a family film can sneak in there, Chris? Like, what are, what are the options for, like, a high-quality family film that could get it? I haven't seen Marcel Lachelle. Does that have a chance? Um... I don't think that's a cheat. I, I, I don't. I think if they count it as an animated film, I think it could get nominated for best. I don't know if they would count, but that's yeah. But like most of it's stop motion, right? I don't know the percentage of it needing to be animation, but I think a large portion of it. So I think it might. Count. And if they do, I think that'd be a fun nomination. I, I think they should. 
just let it happen. Just, just for fun. It's, it's not going to win. It's not going to beat uh, Turning Red or Strange World or whatever. Or, you know, Del Toro's Pinocchio actually probably is strong. Del Toro's Pinocchio has got a really great chance, I yeah. think. Mostly because this has been a, maybe a slightly weaker year for animation overall. I, I think especially for the last year, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, Turning Red is probably one of the big front runners right now. Uh, really, the only one that's out right now that has any sort of. So, We're winning it at least. I'm sure Light. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Lightyear could snake. But yeah, it's definitely not. Uh, yeah, I don't know what family film potentially nominated this year. You know, I, I don't think there's much. And even the family film, I feel like, has been relatively weak this year as well. Yeah, I'm trying to struggle to think of any like live action family film that I first thought. Yeah, I think this year has a lot of like. I feel like most years, uh, you know, family films or animation, they're relatively good. Uh, I feel like this year, they've all been relatively weak, and we've really been getting the year of action, right? But none of those are really Oscar-y kind of. The Northman's not going to get an Oscar, but... No, yeah. no. I mean, Top Gun, I think, has all the great chance. Oh, yeah. yeah everything yeah. ever all at once, I think, has got us all. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think some do. But, yeah, it's been a really strong action year. Like, RRR um, should get nominated. It's, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it might get a best foreign film nom. I think so. That's what I'm rooting for. That's all I want. Uh, it's got to get the nom. It's easy, you know, I haven't seen that many foreign films this year. I think I've only seen two, maybe three, but it's easily uh, top five uh, at the end of the year. It's, it's, it's got to be up. Hopefully, it gets the nom. I don't believe Indian films get that many Oscars. The final story we have here for. Don't Worry Darling, uh, which should be coming out very soon. I don't know if you're excited for this movie or not, Tristan. Uh, it's been nonstop chaos with the press. I am very interested. Well, actually, I am pretty excited. I was more excited. Like, I was always excited before all the craziness happened. You know, Florence Pugh, yeah. I love. Olivia Wilde, I really like Booksmart, her, her first film that she made. That one and I was pretty excited before a, uh, the entire movie blew up in front of our face. Yeah. <laughs> the beginning... Uh, bad publicity, and I guess we'll find out in a few weeks if bad publicity is good. Right? Like, if any publicity is still good enough for the movie, because uh, this movie has definitely been trending, with people. Right? Like, it's been trending on Twitter for weeks now. Uh, it's one of the most talked about movies in a long. Yeah. So you think it? Think any publicity is good, right? Like, I, I you think it's got to have people checking it out? I don't know. I think so. maybe since it's not for another two weeks, right? Like, maybe it's already going to be you know in. Internet is a wild place. Uh, two weeks from now, it feels like ancient time. So maybe nobody's yeah. going to care anymore by the time it even releases. I think they should drop it now. Drop it right now. Like, people are talking about it. Uh, who knows how long that's going to last. But the most recent news, which is so wild to me, and is just one of my favorite things to talk about, is Harry Styles potentially spitting on Chris Pine during the yeah. we're, we're we're gonna be real late on this now though oh yeah already yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah this is speaking of internet news that this was out like a week ago and by the time this podcast drops it's gonna be like a week and a half it's gonna be super old news yeah it'll be old news everyone's over it uh but i just think it's so funny uh potentially spinning on chris pine during was it the venice festival right not the Death festival yeah it was yeah it was the venice one yeah it yeah. wasn't wasn't Death. uh wild wild time uh, what, yeah, what do you think of you the video? What do you think? Do you think he spat on him? Uh, there's just no way. The video looks like he 100% did. Like, it looks like yeah. he did. But no matter what my eyes are telling me, 
there's just no logical way he would ever do that. It makes unless he's like a, a wild animal, unless like he's had no human interaction, he does not know how to properly communicate that he just spits on people. There's just no way he would do well, that. When I first saw the video, I thought like he accidentally spat. You know what I mean? Like sometimes when you're talking or something like that, you know, spit flies out of your mouth. Right. It does look like he spat on him. Even when I first saw the video, I didn't think he would do it on purpose because it just doesn't make sense. You know, he's about to sit down for this film fat for a premiere of his film like he's in. He's sitting beside his coworker. You know, I'm assuming they get along at the very least. And he just spits on him as he's sitting down. Doesn't make sense. I thought he accidentally spat on him. Um, but of course, yeah. Now the predominant theory seems to be that Chris Pine would just happen looking for his glasses and then he sees them right on his lap. And that's why he gives like the weird face when he looks down on his lap. He's like, oh, there's my glasses. And he kind of looks around awkwardly afterwards because he was just yeah. looking for his glasses that they were on his lap the whole time. And then Harry Styles happened to make a weird face while he's sitting down, which happened to be at the exact same time. Yeah, it was just terrible time. <laughs> it and really it's a really like well shot video that just happened right there. Yeah. Some guy with a camera. Crazy shot. It really I, looks What I'm like, really surprised yeah. by those, because I've seen this shot in like three or four different cameras. How many people were filming Harry Styles just sitting in this? It seems like such a meaningless thing for four or five different people to film from all these different camera angles yeah. of a Harry Styles just sitting down in his seat. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it definitely seems odd. Um, but, you know, uh, everyone's pumped to see Harry Styles. Everyone's excited for this movie. I don't know if everyone is, but I'm sure some people are. I am. I, I I'm can't. I'm pretty excited for it. I'm one of those people. I'm gonna go check it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna check it out. It's still the same day as Blonde. It's gonna be the most chaotic night of my life. It's, it's gonna be great. Oh wow, two movies with very questionable marketing. <laughs> or very very you know buzzy uh, releases here. I gotta be honest with you. I I'm still fucking pumped for Blonde. I I, I I can't. It's it's gonna be a disaster. Um, let me show you. So Blonde has also come out on the festival so a lot of these movies you can see the the scores by the critics you can see different people's uh so, so you, you know you can look online and kind of get a feel for maybe if these movies are going to be good or not blonde on the other hand i still have no fucking idea if it's going to be good or not all right i just sent you the score for it on letterbox and look at that oh good <laughs> so a lot of one star reviews and then like no two or three star reviews and then kind of average it around uh, with a decent number of five. Yeah. And overall, it's a 3.0. Yeah. Um, it's either a 0.5 or a 4 to a 5. Like, it's like Dead Man's Zone in between that. But it ends up being roughly a 3 because there's so many 0.5. Personally, and this is my opinion on, like, this movie and Spencer, uh, I don't really know how I feel about these, like, a uh, fake biopics. Like, we're just making up stories about dead people now. Yeah, and that whole kind of idea. I know you really like Spencer, and that's a movie I thought Spencer was good. But I, I don't know how I feel about these just making up stories about dead people. It feels weird. That's fair. Uh, and to be fair, that's a really good point. And that was the criticism people had with Spencer, and that is tenfold the criticism for this. Uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know too much about the movie, but I do know that's the biggest complaint. Like they are depicting Monroe in quite a style. That yeah, and of course every biopic, and I get this. This could be an argument made about any biopic. There's always some things that aren't harm and truthful, things that are stretched for entertainment value or, or, or you know, shortened just to condense it for times that, you know, speed run a couple events, that kind of stuff. But these movies are, the entire plot is fiction. Like, the entire, what's yeah. happening in the movie is just not real. But all the characters and the places and what's going on in the film are real. And that feels weird to me. And I don't know if I like that or not. 
Yeah, it, it is a bit of a gray area. I don't have an issue with it personally, but I understand how people do, right? Like, I love Spencer, but if someone said, I can't get behind it, Princess Diana was an icon for me, uh, and just to see them completely fabricate who she is, like, I've heard a lot of people say, this is not her as a person, she was never like this, and I always had the argument going, well, it's not supposed to, be, like, it, it, they, they make it clear that's not how she is, right? Like, but just then go why don't the they just have it be know, a yeah, different yeah, character? Yeah, exactly. Why use her at all then? I agree. I understand the criticism, but I feel like they still take the events for what they are, right? They just miss, they just change maybe how they react or they change the, like, obviously, Chris Diana, you know, uh, did, you know, inevitably die by, by a car. And they play into that in the movie. And it's all fabricated, right? Like, it's all rumor of, like, what happened in that car. But the movie plays into that rumor. And I guess Monroe is the same way, right? She has a lot of rumors about what happened to her. And I imagine that's what this movie is, where it plays into these rumors and creates these false narratives as to, a what if scenario, right? Like this is kind of like a what if movie of uh, what if this is something that happened to Monroe? And I don't have an issue with it, but I, I have no issue if people do find this distasteful because it, it is odd to have a real life person, especially someone as beloved as Monroe, get depicted in, who knows how this movie's going to be presented. I don't really know, but uh, in any light it decides to be. I mean, I, I think in this one in particular, right? Like this whole the whole movie, and of course I haven't seen it yet. So, I like even just like the the tagline, right? Watched by all, seen by none, right? Kind of go playing into the fact that like everyone knew her, but no one really knew her, right? Mm-hmm. And so to, to to prove that, we're going to tell you more bullshit that we made up about her because we didn't know her either, but we're gonna we're gonna pretend like we did, right? And it feels weird. It right. feels gross, honestly. I don't like it. All right, anything else on your end, Tristan? No, that's all for my end. Uh, we'll we'll see you guys in two weeks' time. Uh, actually, sorry, let me uh, let me take a quick look here. Uh, I believe, are we going to record before Blonde? I'm just trying to think. Is this our last one before we see Blonde? I don't know. It might be like when does the phone come out? I think normally we would record on the 24th or 25th, but if there's not that much news, we might just wait and record after Blonde. Well, we'll we'll see. Because I don't know if we record on the 24th and or after, 25th. Don't worry, darling. Yeah. Because if we record on 24th and 25th, what, we're going to wait a week and a half after I've seen Blonde to talk about it? Uh, that doesn't seem fun. Probably after we watch both, don't worry about Yeah, yeah, we'll probably right, try and check both out. Yeah, I think those two are going to be fun to discuss in the park. Anyways, uh, we'll see you guys when we return with Blonde and Don't Worry Darling. Uh, next podcast should be chaotic. We'll uh, see you guys then.